Successful retirement starts with a process. And if you follow the process, it'll provide you with control over your money. And once you have control, you can stop worrying about it. Join us today for the details. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. It's Money Matters USA with Fred Sate. His firm is of the same name, a fiduciary firm. Fred Sate himself in the financial industry for years and uh, holding a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University. Fred made the decision and saw the need for and decision decision to focus on retirement planning. So obviously that's what we talk about here. Uh, that's what you can talk about if you schedule a consultation with Fred as it pertains to you. Fred, I always work best uh, with a checklist. Uh, I'm always more, I don't always do it, but I work best if I have one. And today we're going to talk about the importance of having a checklist as you near retirement and just running through uh, many of the items that really you should consider having on your retirement checklist Numero uno, <laughs> the, and as it should be, have a written plan. Yeah, absolutely. If the plan is not written, you don't have a plan. That's the truth of the matter. If it's in your head, it's, it's not a written plan. No benchmarks, no checkpoints, no knowledge of how you're doing, what adjustments do you make, do you know if your spouse is in agreement. Uh, with you, or you're just saying, oh, don't worry, honey, everything is okay, nothing to worry about. I mean, that is that what the captain of the Titanic said after yeah. it hit the iceberg? No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, the, plan, the plan needs to be comprehensive, and it's imperative that you have one, because some of the conversations that uh, I, I get with people are, this is pretty typical. I have to have X amount of money, whatever it is, million, three, two million, four million, five million, whatever it is. Why? What is your money going to do for you? What do you want your money to do for you? How do you know that that's what you need? What are you going to spend it on? With, without being able to answer these questions, the only way you can do that is to have a written plan. Otherwise, you wind up owning a lot of products and things and having conversations. Do I do this tactic or that tactic? None of which is relevant at, without knowing where you're going. I mean, it's like setting out without a map or a GPS, and, and you have no way to know where, where you're going. You're, you're just out there meandering around. You need the focus that, that the plan, uh, a written plan, will actually give you. So that's step number one. If you don't have a written plan, you don't have a plan. And we see this all the time for people who come in and they only want to talk about investments and this investment or that investment. 
none of that is relevant at the beginning because you don't know how the investment will fit into a written coherent plan. And that's that's the starting point, And that's absolutely essential. Well, it's looking at everything, too, and it's uh, probably even more critical to have that nearing retirement as opposed to earlier in your financial life, as would be a budget. Um, I, I don't know how many people are walking around pre-retirement with a, an actual written budget, but is it, it, it seems critical to have that in retirement. Yeah, I, no question about it, because that's the second part of it. You, you need the plan, but if somebody says to you, well, I want this, that, or that kind of investment or whatever it might be, it's not relevant until you know how much money are you spending. So I had a conversation with a uh, woman who came in uh, last week, never married, uh, good career, getting ready for retirement. And what she said to me was, Hey, you know, what do I need a budget for? I, I, I have money. It comes in. I spend it. And next month I have money coming in and I spend it. What do I need a budget for? Well, you need a budget so you know exactly how much money you have coming in. You've agreed that this is what you want to spend your money on. And how much free cash flow do you actually have? Now, some people call that free cash flow fluff, F-L-U-F-F. They're fluff money that they can spend on anything that they want, and they have no commitment, said commitment for that money. If, if you have a, you can't, you cannot get anything done without knowing uh, your budget. Now, we have budget in, that we uh, can put in Excel for you. It has the macros all built in, so it can do the addition, subtraction, show you how much free cash flow, how much fluff you have at the end of the month, and see if you're plus or minus. It lets you see where your money is going. Well, if you want to do that for yourself, we can give you a PDF version of the same thing, and you can do the math. But the point is, we need that budget. Budget is the first step, because we cannot address income or assets or distribution or legacy or anything else without knowing the, the, the budget numbers. And, and that's imperative. And, and, if, and once we had the, this conversation, she said, ah, okay, I get it. Uh, mm -hmm. Now I see why I need a budget. Without a budget, again, you're, you're just winging it. Winging it. Absolutely. Uh, and then, obviously, this is something you'll know, um, but how many people do know, I guess, you know, if you're properly planned, how many people do know exactly what their income sources and streams will be? Um, if they have a pension and Social Security, they do know uh, what the, what that is. Um, after that, uh, it then depends on how much of their income is is based on possibility or probability because it's dependent uh, on, on the market. So that, that's where, you know, that's where the fudging factor comes in because I don't know if they're going to have the income, you know, know what the market is going to be due. I mean, the, the market, the volatility in the market and the amount of risk in this market uh, is unusual. I think you really have to go back, in some cases, to the depression of the 1930s uh, to see this, this kind of risk and this amount of, of volatility uh, that's, that's in the market. And um, I was having a conversation uh, with a client last week, 
who said to me, you know, markets really rebounded. It's a bull market. I said, yeah, you're right. It is a bull market right now. But the problem is that for the other 11 months in 2023, the market was in drawdown and correction. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it went up 25%, but didn't do anything for 11 months. So all it did is regain what it what it lost, lost over the previous 11 months. And and again, we're seeing corrections uh, every every single day. Um, right now, the the Dow the Dow's been red all morning. The rest of the indexes were red. They come back. They go down. Uh, th there's a lot of uncertainty uh, in the in this uh, in this marketplace. Some of it is is caused by the Federal Reserve. Uh, and some of it is, uh, you know, a narrative that Wall Street has has built up uh, about uh, what the Fed is going to do. And the chairman of the Fed, who was on TV on an interview last night, uh, deflated uh, some of those overblown expectations. So th this is, um, you know, th so it, it's a matter of get it, once you have the budget and you see how much income and how much discretionary income you want to have, then, then it becomes a question of where is that income going to come from, and how much of that income is going to be guaranteed and certain, and how much of that income is going to depend on market circumstances. So, all of these things are uh, are are you know can be worked through if if you're willing and you're open uh, to uh, work working the. The details of this uh, of this out. Uh, if your ultimate goal, as I said at the beginning, is to get control over your money, to make your money do exactly what you want it to do, and it is possible to do that, then there are certain things that need to be done in order to give you that control. And and if um, you know, and, and if you're just going to be, if you're comfortable with being 100% market dependent. Then you you have to have a budget that is very very flexible, uh, because you're going to need to make adjustments constantly depending on on the market. So when the market's up, you're going to have to take more money out, put it aside, uh, and when the market is down, you're going to have to forego distributions. Uh, if, if you can, if you're comfortable doing that, that's great. I am not saying that. You know that that uh, all of your income needs to be pensionized, uh, and which can be done with with different kinds of annuities. If if you don't want to use annuities and you want to do it on your own through some uh, withdrawal mechanism uh, using guide rails, you know it it that can be done. But you must be flexible and be willing to to make adjustments, even sacrifices in order to do that. And if you're not, then you need a more predictable uh, flow of income. What about uh, looking at health care, Medicare, the right decisions with that, uh, covering it, what you can do to cover out-of-pocket costs and even long-term care? Yeah, well, that's all dependent on, on, on your longevity. And uh, Medi Medicare uh, is Medicare A is a problem, has a solvency problem. You can't get around that. Uh, Medicare only covers uh, a, a uh, certain amount of expenses. Medicare covers it. It'll get kicked over to your Part B supplement. 
and which and that will pay the twenty percent of the eighty percent that Medicare did not pay. So it doesn't mean that if if a doctor bills a hundred dollars, it doesn't mean that Medicare pays eighty dollars. It may be that a Medicare pays twenty dollars, and then your uh, supplement will pay the balance. Which so maybe maybe twenty five dollars was allowed. Medicare paid twenty. Your supplement will pay five dollars. It's just an example uh, of, of how it really, of how it really works. And uh, oftentimes there's a significant delay. Uh, in the t- uh, it, 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 you may have expenses that were in one calendar year, but don't get paid until a second calendar year uh, because of uh, the fiscal, the federal government's fiscal budget. Uh, which starts uh, October 1st of each year. So you could have had expenses that occurred in um, August or, 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 or uh, September or, or July, which may be, have been paid in 2024, even though the expenses were incurred in 2023. The other point, of course, is uh, the fact that uh, the Part B, there's a double charge on Part B, what you pay the government and what you're going to pay uh, in the uh, tax, which is part of the tax charge, the IRMA charges, and, and those are means tested based on income. Those can be very, very steep. Um, and it's, and the other thing is your Part D expenses also uh, means tested. So uh, the and and given the fact that that not every prescription is covered, not every procedure is covered, you you may have substantial out of pocket. Uh, expenses and and one of the major causes of, of bankruptcy is unpaid medical uh, bills that people cannot uh, afford uh, to pay, and, and and this doesn't mean that that this problem is going to get going to get better. Uh, when, whenever we have the go- whenever we have a government working with and and being responsible for paying for medical care, you you get rationing. And and we have we have rationing right now on on medical care. What gets covered, what does not get covered, which mm-hmm. prescription drugs get covered, what doesn't get covered. So uh, th- this is, this is substantial out of pocket, and of course longevity also means uh, extended health care, and that uh, that does require uh, uh, care, which may be in your home, it may be in a facility, maybe adult daycare. Uh, all of this has to be covered. The the government pays for Medicaid, uh, but it does not pay uh, for um, non uh, non custodial care, uh, which is what Medicaid uh, is in a nursing home, which is custodial care. So uh, all of all, I mean, it's it's not a matter to throw statistics at people because even when you tell them what the statistics are, oh, it's not going to happen to me. It's going to happen to somebody else. No, it's not. It'll happen. It could happen to you, and then what? The thing that you have to remember is long-term care is is designed to protect your income, and ultimately, it's going to protect your assets. So you, if you are married, you have to then say, okay, um, my, one, one of the spouses is going to outlive the other spouse. So let's say it's, it's the wife that outlives the husband. How will the wife be able to uh, have the the money, the wherewithal, uh, to continue life for five, seven, nine years le- longer, which which is which is frequently, uh, you know, the case. So these are all important considerations. The 
more money, the more fixed income you have, the happier you're going to be, the longer you're going to you're going to live. People who have who have the income live longer than people who are worried about about income. And, and the thing that 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 you have to remember and take this to heart in retirement, you are taking your assets and you are buying income. Retirement is all about purchasing income. And and then it becomes an issue of how do you protect your income? How do you protect your assets? What is the least expensive way to buy the most amount of income for the longest period of time? And those are questions that need to be answered. And it's not enough to, to say that, oh, yeah, he's great. He, he got me 25 basis points higher on my investments. And in fact, uh, proper tax planning can get you 50 basis points higher, regardless of what the market is doing. So that's not much, that's not much of an answer so far as I am concerned. Well, finally, in this first segment on our checklist, and we have more coming up on the podcast, but, and I guess as it applies to those who are on the journey to retirement, but still working in tax planning, it's the old matchup of qualified versus non-qualified. Yeah, that, that, that has to be analyzed. You have to, you have to do hypotheticals uh, for every decision. Right now, taxes are low. They're, they're, they're the lowest they, they have been. Uh, since since the 1920s, the Mellon tax reform, and uh, we have to um, speculate that uh, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is going to sunset the end of 2025, and um, it's also going to depend on who wins the White House. Uh, if if the Republicans win the White House and control uh, Congress, uh, then we we will get some form of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act to be continued. And uh, if the other party, the Democrat Party, gets uh, the White House and both houses of Congress, they won't. Uh, that that's pretty clear. There is a very strong difference between the two parties uh, on on taxes, and and so uh, it, it's it's time to get get busy, and 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 get going because there aren't enough accountants and tax attorneys in the country to to handle the planning that needs to be done. Uh, to um, uh, in the assumption that the, that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is going to sunset, that's that, that's that's a pretty good bet, and um, it does mean that if you wait until you know two, three, four months, you're going to wait and see who wins the election. You won't have enough. There won't be a qualified professional available to assist you. We just don't. We just don't have enough CPAs and tax attorneys. Uh, any any longer. That's an older, graying uh, profession, uh, and youngsters are just not coming into either of those uh, 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 professional specialties. Wow. So yeah, uh, it's a changing world, definitely. And actually, retirement has uh, changed. It's evolved, and and it makes the need for this checklist we're going through with Fred Sade even more critical. And we do have more to come on that. And of course, to reach out to Fred, we'll tell you more about that as far as calling in and scheduling, no matter where you're listening. But also keep in mind his website is moneymattersusa.net. You can hear all the other podcasts, and there are 130 other ones besides this one. Scroll through the menu on that. And uh, definitely, absolutely click 
on the red light uh, program tab and learned about the red light on the dashboard. Fred's talked about it on this podcast. You can read more about it, and you can actually reach out to Fred, and he can apply that in a custom fashion in your financial plan and that roadmap to your retirement. So more to come on this checklist to retirement on Money Matters USA. We are baffled how many people don't understand the choices, risks, options, and the expenses they pay in their current 401ks. That stops today. Get your total retirement income plan that includes a social security maximization report, forensic fee analysis, and a risk assessment. All you have to do is give us a call. Contact Fred State at Money Matters USA, 800-593-8188, 800 593 8188 Fred website, again, it's net, and highly encourage you to visit the website, learn about Fred, the firm, uh, the, the Apple, the, well, the, I'm going to say the application process, but the strategies that he can apply uh, utilizing the red light program, click that tab and the podcast. There are 130 other ones that you can scroll through, listen to the uh, the content. We've got a little write up on each and listen at your leisure. Uh, that's all at moneymattersusa.net. Well, we started out with our checklist in the first segment and Fred ran through some things that we really need to have in our checklist to retirement, uh, having a written plan, having a a budget and a spending plan, knowing where is your income uh, and, and what is your income? What are those streams of income? How do you create that? How do you perfect that? And health care concerns, especially looking at Medicare plus tax planning, the old qualified versus non-qualified for those in the financial red zone. Now let's get to something equally important, Fred, and that is your asset inventory. When you first meet with someone, I mean, you do an inventory of what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, we do. And in, in our first meeting lasts about an hour and a half to two hours. Um, people often bring their statements with them. It's fine. Um, what we're trying to deal with is what we've been talking about. We're trying to get people to understand what they have to do to get control over their money so their money does what they want it to do. That's what that meeting is all about. We're trying to get to know them. Um, if they bring their statements, that's great. We're not going to really go over that. After the first meeting, we then want to get the, the asset inventory filled out. We want to get their statements, their accounts, everything um, that, uh, that they've got, uh, what their goals and aspirations are. We've already covered that. So <clears throat> at that point, uh, we want to know what their risk tolerance and their risk capacity uh, is and um, risk tolerance essentially tells us how much money you want to lose, and that's changeable. It's variable. It's not fixed. Uh, it needs to be redone. We redo them every couple of years, and then risk capacity. That that's really the hard uh, stuff. Where do you want to live? How much money do you need? Uh, what are you going to spend it on? Uh, are you going to have a second home, a vacation home? You're going to go. Uh, you're going to live in another state. Um, I mean, all the all the hard uh, stakes in the ground that we have to hammer in there, so we know exactly what we're doing and and what we're planning uh, for. So how do we construct these things? Now the other thing is the portfolio also has a risk score. Everything has a risk score from zero to one hundred, and we 
trying to see what the alignments are, are to see what needs to uh, what needs to change. And uh, we use um, uh, we use modern portfolio theory, the the famous bell curve. Uh, we use value at risk math. We use um, scenario planning, which we believe is the most accurate way of looking at things. Uh, we also uh, will do Monte Carlo scenarios. Uh, I don't want to get into a whole conversation about Monte Carlo because there are a lot of problems with Monte Carlo. Uh, it's arithmetic and linear, uh, so it's not really the best measurement of whether or not uh, the, uh, uh, to draw conclusions from the iterations, though it's misrepresented. Uh, as being a success or a failure, which it, which is, that is not what it is showing you, uh, in fact. And you need uh, geometric uh, measurements because only geometric measurements will show you uh, volatility and drawdowns, and we have to take those into uh, account. So the other thing is we use um, we use the bucket approach. We use three buckets. We use a, a green bucket, a yellow bucket, and a red bucket. And, and then we divide the, the uh, assets into what we need uh, for, for current spending and consumption, what we need for intermediate, uh, 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 what we may need it for, um, and then finally a, a red bucket, uh, which is uh, our growth and legacy. Uh, so uh, the, it, it's possible to actually uh, take the different uh, stages of money and accumulation stage, the first stage when you're working. And, and of course, you're willing to be uh, uh, to accept losses there because you've got time to make it up. Uh, and then a second stage of money, uh, which is the uh, distribution and, and legacy stage. Uh, and that's the stage that you're in once you are in retirement or once you're moving into uh, retirement. The mistake that some people make is to say, well, I'm retired, so I don't have to do retirement planning. Yeah, you do, mm -hmm. because you don't have a written plan. Now, we're, we're, we're back to square one here. Uh, wh what are your sources of income? How much of them are predictable? How much of them are variable? How much of them are guaranteed? And what's your comfort level uh, with, with, with those three uh, scenarios? Uh, so, yeah, some people use rules of thumb. I hate rules of thumb uh, because everybody is different. But mm -hmm. uh, a lot of economists will use uh, the, the uh, rule of 100, uh, and or some of them are now using the rule of 110, which is basically take your current age, subtract that from 100, and that's the amount. <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. That's the amount you should have in equities. Um, I'm seeing a number of studies that are being done on the 60-40 portfolio uh, versus the 75-25 uh, portfolio, and, and which is uh, more resistant to what we are facing uh, right now. Most of the research uh, that comes out of Wall Street is on the 60-40 portfolio, but there's other research on, on the 75-25. Uh, That's a wider conversation that, that uh, we, we have with people. Uh, but but again, it's um, it's necessary to talk about the longevity uh, of the portfolio. 
uh, and of your income sources, because we also need to have a longevity analysis. So we know uh, we have an agreement on, on, on how many years we need to plan for it. We need to plan for 25 years, 27 years, 23 years, 30 years, 40 years. What is it that we have to plan for? Some people are going to be retired for, for a very long period of time. Some may be retired longer than their working years. Hmm. Uh, others, uh, if there's great longevity uh, in a family, that, that's a, that is not a guarantee, but it's certainly an indicator uh, of, uh, of what you might uh, uh, expect. I mean, if everybody in your family dies at 99 without exception, it's a pretty good guess that if you don't smoke and you don't consume alcohol, watch your diet and exercise properly, uh, you're going to live to 99 too. That's that's a pretty good bet. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of any insurance company that wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know uh, how long you live uh, and how long you, you know, think we don't know exactly. But based on, like you said, family history and things like that, that can come into play with Social Security decisions also. Yeah, Social Security is a whole other whole other issue. Uh, as we pointed out before, there are seven government Social Security sites. Each one of those sites uses a different set of algorithms, and you get you can go to all seven and get seven different answers. And so the the you know the the, the standard advisor uh, response is uh, deferred to age seventy. Now, that may or may not be good advice. It, it depends on a whole lot of things. You're bridging assets. How will you how will you cover the the distance? Should you have one spouse claim early? Have the the lower earning spouse have one cloud spouse claim later? It doesn't have to be seventy. It could be sixty eight or sixty nine. Uh, planning pl- social security planning is is necessary. You also have to be very very careful. Don't accept and don't ask for advice from some from somebody at social security if you're going for a meeting. Uh, they are not trained to give you answers. They're not supposed to give you answers. There are other issues. Uh, Larry Kotlikoff uh, over at Boston University, Professor Kotlikoff, uh, just written, co-authored a book about um, the, the claiming problems the, uh, and the clawbacks that Social Security is engaged in. The uh, mistreatment of, of widows uh, is ongoing. Inspector General has written a number of reports. And I mean, there's no, doesn't appear to be any interest in, in correcting these terrible uh, things that Social Security does and, and how they train their, and how they train their people. But for a lot of people, Social Security is is a major, if not the primary, uh, source of income. So it's, it's an absolute imperative that you get it right. There are no do-overs. Uh, here any any longer it can, you can't you can't can't game social security and uh, so this this is really very important that you and even people who are high higher income people don't don't think that social security isn't important because it will extend the life of your portfolio because that's money you don't have to harvest from your portfolio or from your other assets. And uh, it and you have to be you have to worry about and be concerned about these clawbacks. This is this is scandalous. Now, um, Frontline and and uh, also CBS uh, uh, has has done uh, at the urging of Kotlikoff, uh reports on on what Social Security is doing. There are some members of Congress, the House and Senate, who are interested in this. So, uh, word to the wise: there's plenty of. Um, Plenty of stuff out there. You can look up Professor Kotlikoff, Boston 
University. He, he's not paying me for this endorsement, but uh, uh, but it's it's, oh, it's okay. worth it. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what about legacy planning, wills, trust? I mean, what's? I know it's not one size fits all, is it? No, there, there isn't. But uh, you know, but it, but it, it, you can. If you want to leave a legacy, if you want to leave uh, money or assets to whether it's children, grandchildren, an institution, a school, uh, a charity, whatever it might it might be, that that's legacy planning. It, it can be done very effectively with charitable uh, remain to trust. Very very uh, significant way of of doing the planning. Uh, uh, charitable planning. Uh, is uh, is just about as effective as using a Roth. Uh, Roths are very effective. Life insurance will uh, replace assets. It will, it will guarantee that that uh, that money will go to wherever it is you you want it to go. Uh, it can't be lost, stolen, cheated, uh, misused. This is this can be done with, uh, with 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 trust planning. There's a lot. Excuse me. There's a lot of very good. Uh, techniques and, and, and ways of, uh, of doing that. You should also have a durable power of attorney, not just the power of attorney, which can be revoked, but a durable power of attorney that can't be revoked. And you should have a, a will, trust, uh, health care proxy, health care uh, power of attorney. Uh, and th these are documents that should be done. They should be reviewed periodically to make sure they're up to date. The other thing that should be done is check your beneficiaries. Uh, people, people wind up uh, disinheriting people that they love, and they inherit uh, you know, an ex-spouse who winds up uh, with the money because it, it says wife and they never changed it. Uh, these are, these check, beneficiaries should be, should be checked periodically. Uh, um, Periodically, and especially if you another child, another grandchild, if you've been divorced, gone to another, you're now in another state, uh, relocated. These are all valid reasons. Remember, um, uh, there are assets that move by contract. They are, they are not subject to uh, probate. Uh, you don't want to go through probate. You have to get a bond. It's expensive. You need the permission of the court. Uh, you need you need uh, asset inventories. You need, you need uh, attorney's fees, or you need permission to access money. You don't want to you don't want to die intestate. That is that is about as nasty as it possibly uh, as pos as it can possibly uh, uh, be. Trust can be revocable or they can be irrevocable. There's there's reasons to 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 use both to use both of them, and there are different kinds of of trust. Uh, qualified assets can be owned by a trust. Don't let anybody tell you uh, that a qualified asset cannot be owned by a trust. That's not true. Uh, and and there's, there's good planning options using qualified assets as well as non-qualified uh, assets. I mean, this is a very fast uh, review. There are different types of life insurance. Uh, there's first to die, there's second to die, there's joint life first to die, joint life second to die, there's life insurance, which is uh, uh, designed uh, primarily uh, for legacy purposes, as life insurance designed heavily for accumulation purposes. Just remember the death benefit, the face amount of life insurance is not correlated with the stock market, and it will be paid irrespective of whether the market is up or down. And then you have to consider uh, interest rates and, and how much money can be uh, 
derived, uh, how much income can be derived from, from the corpus, uh, the, the body of the, the amount of life insurance that is, that is paid out when interest rates were low. Uh, you know, a million, a million dollars might produce 20,000, 30,000 of income today. Interest rates are much higher. So a million dollars could produce 50,000, 55,000 uh, of income. I mean, that's a floating number, mm -hmm. <clears throat> depending on how you, how you do it and whether or not you want to preserve principal. So, I mean, these are all conversations. If you have older life insurance, uh, older annuities, these, these should be reviewed uh, to, to see if they're still appropriate uh, and whether they should be uh, updated uh, and, and there's plenty of, uh, uh, of services that can be used in order to do, this, uh, do these evaluations. And, and they're, they're important. But uh, in the, in, as a first step, check the beneficiaries. Well, an excellent podcast to show uh, what needs to be considered so you can check off uh, everything on the list uh, to ensure that you have holistic planning. The great news is you do not have to go it alone. Started the podcast saying that Fred saw the need for people who focus on the retirement phase of your financial life. In fact, 2024 is uh, peak 65. That means uh, we're already, we had to the tune of about 10,000 Americans a day turning 65. This is peak year for that. Yes. So a lot of people needing this plan, Fred, or these planning components and it's necessary. You can learn more moneymattersusa.net. Also, click that red light program. I, the first two sentences actually in the write-up on the red light on the dashboard, if you click red light program tab at moneymattersusa.net, I mean, they really say it all. Only 17% of Americans retire with a pension. The rest arrive at retirement needing to figure out how to turn their 401k or IRA into long-term pension income. And that's what Fred can talk to you about as it applies to you. If you schedule with him, read up first, call in, schedule, listen to the podcast at your leisure, the other 130, all at moneymattersusa.net. To reach out, schedule with Fred, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. And thanks so much for being with us. We keep them coming every Friday. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.